Hello, and welcome to Pet Sitter Confessional. Today, we're brought to you by Time to Pet and the peaceful pet music, Call Music for Pets YouTube channel. Are you embracing technology in your business? As the years progress, our clients are looking for easier and more technologically advanced ways of solving problems that they encounter with their pets. Are we, as professional pet sitters, up for the challenge to not just use them, but embrace them and still shine our value on the visit by using the technology to make our lives easier when we're with them? Today, we're having a conversation with Beth Pasick, owner of Finicky Cat Sitting and Behavior, about the rapid change in technology in the pet care space, how we can adapt and use them, and how we can still educate our clients through every possible twist and turn. Let's get started. When you're looking at all the, 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 the way the industry is moving and going, I mean, it, it's changing so fast. Whether it's whether it's the cat sitting end of it or just pet sitting and dog walking in general, it's just moving really fast. When you say that specific specifically, what what are you thinking of? Um, I'm thinking of the technology that's out there. The you know we're we're looking at you know the artificial intelligence, especially more so probably with the cats. Because we now have the the auto feeders that have the cameras in there that let you know with the apps that hook up to the phones. We've got the litter robot <laughs> with the app that hooks up to the client's phones. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we've gone from, you know, when I started in the industry, you know, leaving the handwritten notes and the client had no idea what you did when you were there, to having cameras in the house, watching your every move. To now they have, oh, now I know when the food was delivered and I know when the litter box got emptied. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, you know, it's, it, it's you know, my, yeah, I just had a, a text message back and forth with one of my newer, one of my older clients. They just got two litter robots and they're, you know, asking me, do you know how to change the drawer? on the bottom of the litter robot. <laughs> I just saw your face like, what do you mean you change? Uh, change? Oh, no, I oh. just, I know having to explain that and train people on changing that. Cause they don't think about that. They say, Oh, it magically disappears. Where does it disappear to? Right. <laughs> or what, what do all the codes mean? What do the lights yeah. mean? What does it mean when, you know, the, the client is telling you, oh, the litter box is telling me there's an error message and you have to disassemble it and clean. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, these are all, you know, th these are all things that are happening in our world. Um, even um, one of uh, the notifications I got through uh, Fear Free is they are coming out with um a device to train the dog hmm. to literally train your dog. Wow. wow. <laughs> and I just, yeah. my feeling on that was like, okay, well that's fine and dandy, but I, you know, I've done some dog training in the past and owners have always said the dog listens to you better than they listen to me. Hmm. Well, is the dog going to listen to the artificial intelligence robot 
better than the owner yeah. because there's a certain when you're training whether it's a dog or a cat you're you're looking to build that relationship with the with the animal yeah and now that dog is going to be building that relationship with the artificial intelligence yeah and, I, and that gets back to i think a fundamental question i mean beth do you think with these advances in technology is it is it actually providing a higher level of care and quality of life for the pets or is it just different and more convenient for the owners um i think it's a little of both hmm. it's a it's a convenience for for the owner but it is providing a better quality of life for the pet because there's more consistency and there's more of a prompt for the owner to do something mm. you know that that prompt to say hey change the litter box hey <laughs> you know, that that's a really great reminder like I, i'm thinking of just like even in our human lives like we have a smart thermostat and it reminds me to change the furnace filter every three months when usually i would have gone like i don't know eight <laughs> you would have gone until it was like um what what's what's that funny smell in the house right <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah. but you know, so, you know, they're to a certain extent, it, you know, it provi- they provide prompts to a certain extent. The robot makes our lives more convenient and easier. But, you know, from that regard, it is. I, I, I wrote a, a blog about it. Does my cat need artificial intelligence? Yeah. <laughs> Do I need the AI? Um, and you know, what the one of the examples, you know, even in that blog was the owner was in Europe. They hooked up the automatic feeder. The cats kept unplugging the automatic feeder. They were getting a notification that the feeder was, you know, died basically yeah. because they never put the batteries on the bottom of it to back it up. Yeah. And I kind of you know use that as my springboard to say, hey, this is why you need a pet sitter. This is why you need a cat sitter. And also, hello, cat sitters. We need to be more familiar with these devices. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to be more familiar with the devices themselves. So there goes another layer of training on top of for your for an employee or a staff member. Yeah. You know, so does it make it more convenient for owners? Yeah, when they're set up right and they're working right. And you know, how many times do we see that that you know we get in somewhere and it's like. Of course, the scoop-free litter box isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> How do I fix it? Yeah. Or you know, what are those solutions that when the litter robot really does break down, now what? Are you prepared as the professional to bring in an actual spare litter box? Being, you know, that the plan A didn't work. Do you have that plan B to take yeah. care of the client? 
that 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 gets put on us that's the uh, the onus is on us now to know not just know okay that they have a little genie or little robot but what all the intricacies of it are you mentioned all the codes all the warnings the maintenance the repairs and when plan a fails we we have to know okay now we need to step in now we need to do this and it does put a lot on our plate because all of a sudden very overwhelming of great i'm not just a business owner i'm not just a professional cat sitter and pet sitter i'm a i'm a technologist now right i'm an it i'm the it department for for this person's home but that that's what we that we we do that right yeah well, yeah we, that, we we do that and that's where you know it can be frustrating from our end that the owner's getting all these signals and these updates and whatever about these devices and we're not so we may not realize something's wrong unless the owner sends us that text message and or that email and says fix the robot and they you know and it comes across very harsh to us and it's like i didn't know it wasn't working right yeah is is that something that you would have ever you would ever ask a client to give you those notifications you know sign into the account or something you, sometimes sometimes i think if i'm not mistaken those accounts can only carry two people on it okay. so it might be a husband wife or a boyfriend girlfriend on the account and but they can go in and change it and update it and 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 switch it around you know but like i said i mean you know some people will do it some people won't and you still need to be prepared that okay litter, you know there's four different versions of the litter robot Hold on, I'm, I'm finding some instruction manuals right now, Beth. You're making me anxious. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, I got a text text message from my client, and I and I literally told her. I she she's like, she asked me if I knew how to pull that drawer out and change the 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 thing. That and I'm like, well, yeah, I know how to do that. I says, but do me a favor because you have the latest version of the litter robot. Um. Leave me the manual on the counter. Mm. Yeah. Simple enough. So I walked in this morning and she's got the little litter robot, um, multiple, what the, all the flashing lights mean and all that stuff actually taken out and taped up on the wall by the litter robots. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm standing there looking, going, okay, these, the, the Different because litter litter robot number four, the light flashes sometimes they're slightly different than the mm. previous version. And anyway, <laughs> artificial intelligence. <laughs> it's giving them all sorts of signals as when it's running low with litter, when it's got too much litter. It gives you some sense of how much uh, you know they're defecating and urinating. And there's all of a sudden all this data and information that's out there that that the client has access to that we may ask for have access to. But I, I think fundamentally it's us asking, okay, with this, like, do, do I change what I do? Right. Does that change how I do this service or what information do I need to know now to conduct a, a, a good and not just good, but like exceptional visit with this cat. Right. Right. And in this case, this, this particular household has four cats 
two litter robots. <laughs> just take up the, the, the ratcheting of just the amount of information we have to be equipped with. And, and I think that's where this does get to feeling a bit overwhelming. And that's where some pushback happens of people going, just give me a, the, you know, the, a, a basic pan. You know, just give me a, a stifter. Or just give me this. I don't want to worry about that. I hate these things. And that is a balance to know what are you willing to dive into? But understanding, like, this is the trend of things going this direction, so we need to to adapt as we can. Yeah, to, to adapt as we can and, you know, understand where the client's head is at for these devices. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, part of it is is still maintaining that personal relationship with the human equation in our business mm-hmm. that you know at we go through that whole onboarding process and oftentimes it's 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 we get to the meet and greet and that might be the only time that they ever see us face to face is at the meet and greet and now all of a sudden the only other time they they we communicate is because some device at the house isn't working right right and 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 all of a sudden you know grasping that 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 it's the device isn't working right that they're complaining about and it's not necessarily the pet care yeah and not taking not taking that personally, right? And just going, there's right. something there's something broken. They know you're there. They're asking you to help fix it. And going, okay, I'll I'll do what I can, and and not just immediately seeing a you know a litter robot going, oh, I can't stand this. I don't like this. I want to move away because it, it does come with some advantages too of going. Well, now I can check the litter robot, make sure it's working. But now I you know I don't have to spend all that time scooping litter. So what can I do with with enrichment or other things with the cats that I would have had to devote back to them and the litter? It also comes with I I don't know if you if you run into this, Beth, when you're talking about the benefits of your of your services, because I know when we do a benefit that we put, talk about is you know daily litter scooping. Every time we come over, we'll make sure that your litter box is spick and span and make sure it gets fully replaced. And you know we talk about that and. Sometimes people come in and they go, well, I've got a little robot, so don't worry about that. Do, do you feel like that diminishes the value of the service or can we pivot to something else to offer the clients? Um, you can pivot to offer the client um, the fact that, oh, that's wonderful. You have a litter robot. How frequently do you need to change the, the tray? You know, how often do you need to pull the bag under the tray? And, and you know, you know how to do that. Ah. <laughs> um it 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 is uh that that's the the pivot to to how often does your litter robot break down mm. you know what you know have you ever do, do you ever tra- need to troubleshoot for your litter robot what's the most common breakdown you have with your litter robot um if the litter robot is working perfectly fine then you know, hey, that that's that's makes my a that makes my job a little bit easier, and that means okay, that 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 means that I also get to spend more time with your cat, either playing, petting, <laughs> mm-hmm. or just hanging out with them. You know, because some cats are like that. It's they're they you know they'll they just 
They don't want to be pet. They don't want to play, but they just want to know you're there. They want to know that there's a presence there. And sooner or later, they will solicit attention, you know, but it may not be that visit. It may be another visit. So, you know, yeah, it, I, I think what that does, and I'm, I'm glad you, you you talked about that, Beth, of going, okay, you've got a little robot. Well, now it's my time to show you what I know about little robots. And we're going to talk about how I can help you with your little ro- litter robot. And we can talk through some problem solving. And what that does is it takes that, that and makes them realize, oh, right? Okay, this person does know what they're talking about. Wow, look at this professional in front of me and all these questions that I didn't think to ask or understand or tell you about. And it really just, it's still, it's another way to just ratchet that that reputation up just a little bit more when you're talking to them. Exactly. It, it, it's it's showing that you're not afraid of the the advances in the technology. It's showing that you do have experience with these devices, that you have that knowledge base to recognize maybe this thing isn't working the way it should, that they're not going to come home to a litter robot that is empty of cat litter. It's all in the tray. (laughs) 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 Because the, 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 the pets that are figured, Oh, well, I, you know, I d- well, I hit the cycle button yeah. and it dumped everything. I don't know if any of your pet sitters have been through that, where they there's something so they see something's wrong and then they hit that cycle button and the whole thing completely will empty into the tray. Yeah. Well, now what? <laughs> <laughs> Now what do I do? I'm now now I have to. Am I going to scoop the bag with the litter scoop? Yeah. <laughs> am I going to pull the whole bag and and put in? And you, you look around and they're, they, they they didn't the the client doesn't have any extra litter vi- visible anywhere. Yeah. Well, now we'll, the cat that whole host of of questions comes up. And. Yeah, and I'm I'm thinking there's so many analogies to like when fountains, cat water fountains, right? That's another one where this is a whole other thing where we'd say you know, one of the benefits that you get from us is you get constant fresh, you know, we'll always refresh the water for your cat. And clients would say, oh, well, don't worry about that. I've got a water fountain. And then and then we say, well, you know, how when was the last time you replaced the filter? Because he, listeners, no, but no, no clients ever replace the filter in the water fountain. <laughs> or or or. It's not even so much that they never replace the filter. When's the last time you actually took the pump apart and cleaned it? Yeah. You know, take the cover off, pull the magnetic thing out, go in there and actually clean that part because that's what's circulating all the. <laughs> yeah, the junk. water may be clean, quote unquote, but the parts are all gross, right? So right. <laughs> <laughs> It's, what what we're doing is we're, it's it's a reminder that as these technologies come on, they provide an immense amount of benefit to us and the clients and their pets. But they also provide a lot of new opportunities for things to go wrong for us to continue to help out and solve those for the clients when they when they come up. It, exactly, and you're you're solving them for the clients, and in the process of solving that for the clients. You're elevating the care for the pets. 
Have you heard of Time to Pet? Chris Ann from Raining Cats and Dogs has this to say. Becoming a Time to Pet client has been a game changer for us. We can give our pet services clients real-time, cloud-based information they never imagined they'd be interested in. And most importantly, to me personally, I can better manage my company and look forward to more. And not a small thing, Time to Pet is responsive to my request for new features and modifications to existing ones. If you're looking for new pet sitting software, give Time to Pet a try. Listeners of our show can save 50% off your first three months by visiting timetopet.com slash confession. Previously had you on back in, gosh, it was almost three years ago at this point. It's hard to believe it was that long. Uh, but so for those new listeners, episode 132, and I'll have links to everything that we're talking about in the show notes. Uh, but for our new listeners, listeners, it's been, a, been you know, or they haven't gotten to 132 yet. Uh, could you please introduce yourself and, and talk about all that you do? Sure. I'm, I'm Beth Pasek. I'm the owner of Finicky Cat Sitting and Behavior. Um, I'm also elite Fear Free certified as of the beginning of this year. And I'm also the author of Understand that, that way, Understanding Cat Behavior, <laughs> a book that's available on Amazon. Um, and it's maintained in that uh, probably the upper 10 positions or so on Amazon is a bestseller in cat training. So in our previous episode, I know we dove into a lot about um, a lot about the cat behavior and a lot about the book and that writing process. So I really recommend people go back and listen to that and get that book because it's an amazing resource um, for 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 cat behavior. And because a lot of us don't have as much exposure to cats because as you know, as we've talked about before, cats were always, and they have been for a while, kind of an also and of, oh, I have a dog. I also have this cat that's in my home and they'll be over here and they're fine. Don't worry about them. <laughs> right? And I can't, I've still, since we've last spoken, Beth, I've, we've had three clients who had a secret cat that they didn't actually disclose to us. That was like living in a basement or like living in a room. And we, we did the meet and greet. We asked, are there any other pets in your home? To, and they said, no, 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 everything's fine. And then I walked by a door and I heard a rustling behind this door. And I was like, what? And I, I opened the door and there was a cat and its litter box it had a little robot. It had an auto feeder. It had a, a, a fountain. <laughs> and we went, uh, they have a cat that they did disclose to us. So, you know, it's still in 2023, think these things are happening. Well, and, and, and that's the, that's the other thing to think about they have all the, the cat has all these modern conveniences. Three days into a visit, what if the feeder hadn't been working? Right. Yeah. It, it, these are the things that clients, a lot of clients, don't think about, and and it's okay. It, it's because they don't, you know, when the feeder gets jammed, it's not a big deal to them because they just, you know, they they're in there every take day. They just kind of, right. Right before they go to work, they take care of it, and it's fine. But like. If that's not part of a daily routine, they really, the thing is, is that taking care of the feeder is part of their daily routine. They just don't think it is. They don't realize that it actually is. And so when they travel, it's not, it's not top priority. It's not, it's not something that they think is important, but they forget, oh yeah, every third day I do have to go in and jimmy it a little bit and kind of, you know, shake it to get it to work. But because it's not a written in piece, you know, it's not as, um, apparent or as a blatant thing in their life, it kind of flows under the radar. Exactly. Exactly. For for that, you know, when you, when you're bringing on new clients, 
Mm-hmm. I did want to know more about your onboarding process because that's a part a part where it's I feel like our onboarding processes are as much of a science as they are an art as we bring people into our company. So could you could you walk us through how what that process looks like for you? Um that process for me um really looks like making sure that the client uses um technology, which I know for a lot of pet sitters, this is going to sound very off-putting. I'm going to phrase it that way, but I don't take a phone call from a new client until they have gone through the reservation reservation software. So they new clients literally can click, sign up, do their pro, do their pet profiles and everything. After that's all completed, then they will get a welcome letter from me which is auto generated and that welcome letter tells them then to go back into their profile and go ahead and request the meet and greet within a certain time window. Hmm. Once that happens, then I make my phone call to them and say, Hey, I have your, I have your information. We talk through a little bit of the pet profile and I, I'm just calling to confirm that our meet and greet on such and such a date and time. Then I go to the meet and greet. I print out a sheet that has their prep profile on that. On So that way, as we're walking through, I can either be prompted from my notes to ask extra questions that need to be filled out. Or as we're walking through that that meet and greet, you know that there's always something that comes up during the meet and greet that didn't get put into the profile. (laughs) I can note that down on the profile. Hmm. And then when I get back home to the office, I can update the finer details, the finer points of that pet profile. Then before the very first set of visits, I make a second phone call to them and just confirm, has anything changed? You're three days away from your trip. Has anything changed? Do I, you know, um, since with cats, the cat end of the business, we get a lot of cats that are on medications and things like that. And a lot of times they will go to the veterinarian prior to departure dates and you know medication dosages can change and all those kinds of things most people will just leave a handwritten note by making that phone call ahead of time that new client gets the 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 chance to say oh fluffy was to to the vet and we're no longer taking serenia but now he's getting gabapentin yeah. and and it in you know it, as opposed to it coming to me as a note and I'm thinking I'm ha- going to have to go in and locate the cat, find the cat, do all these things <laughs> to give. Because, Serena, you actually have to pill the cat versus the gabapentin. You can sprinkle it on the food and it's no big deal. 
So, you know, it helps. The client also gets the impression that we're paying attention, that we're there, we're paying attention and we're, we're there to be their partner in care and to say, oh, Fluffy's now started prednisone pills. How are you doing that? You know, what is your process? What is the, the, the pet parent's process for pilling the cat? You know, and is it difficult? Is the cat agreeable to it? Has something changed? Um, and that all happens within, you know, that two to three week window between when we get that meet and greet or that first profile comes in to the very first visit. Well, and I know, you know, as far as going back there to the beginning of, you know, you, it sounds like, again, you you let people complete all of the information before you make that phone call. And is was there a reason you decided to to allow them to do the profiles as opposed to just like a, a shortened inquiry form and more back and forth um, versus having them complete everything up front? Yes. <laughs> First of all, um, at, you know, being in the position, back in the position of, of, of a solo sitter, to sit and spend, you know, 15, 30 minutes on the phone, walking through, typing in, doing all this like a receptionist would over the phone, this puts the client in the position of completing the profile because I don't. I don't have time right. to <laughs> to do this, um, you know, with with every new potential client. This also, if they're going in and completing that profile in the precise pet care um, system, I can I have in there the zip codes that I work in. So if somebody wants to do an inquiry and they're outside my service area the little window pops up and says you're outside the service area i i don't i know i don't have to deal with that phone call i don't have to deal with their disappointment or whatever that you know the system is automatically doing this for me then you know the other half of that is that If the client isn't tech-savvy tech enough to be able to complete their profile, they're probably not going to be my client avatar that I'm looking to take care of. And I, that's a, that is I, one. I, I know, that's a weird way to say it on a podcast. It is, it is, it's, it is tough. And I know that we go back and forth with that a lot too, Beth, of going, well, I want to serve XYZ, you know, clientele. But if they are unable to use our software, I have to make so many exceptions to them. I have to break a lot of our policies. I have to break a lot of our procedures to to service them and at, at the end of the day like i can't can't operate like that and that's it, it is a tough call that many of us many people face when they implement something and they go oh that actually means a subset of people who would have used my services before are now no longer they're, they're not they're unable to do so 
And instead of me having to make that phone call to them and say, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't think I'm going to be your pet sitter. It's automatically happening. Yeah. Cause there are some days where I, yeah, I going after that, a little, a little, a quick intake form uh, for us of like, okay. Cause right now we have a quick intake form with like, you know, six or seven questions. That comes to us. We look at it, we review it, and we decide whether we're going to move them on or not. Most of the time, like I feel like there are days where most of my phone calls are calling people back and saying, I'm sorry, I don't service you. <laughs> and that's never a good feeling, honestly. Uh, I try and equip them with referrals and things like that, but it, it can be very uh, demoralizing when most of my phone calls are telling people I'm, we can't... <laughs> We can't help it. Uh, you know, you know, I, I, you know, I'm I'm sorry. I don't serve. I don't serve the the east side of Cleveland. Yeah. And in 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 that respect, if they putting in their zip code into precise pet care, that little window is going to pop up, and yeah, it's just okay. going to say, "I'm I'm sorry, you're outside." You know, it's a very nice you know, quote, but I'm sorry, you're outside our service area. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and, and, and then that way, that's a, that's a, that's a thing that's off of your mind, right? You're not having to sit there and go, Oh gosh, I got to find time to schedule, schedule a phone call. I got to tell somebody, no, I got to hear them be kind of upset. And I got to, you know, it's a big thing and I'm frustrated by it. All and, that then I, and then I have to see, you know, and I know, you know, here in the Cleveland market, I know a lot of the pet sitting companies that are around and, you know, you know, do I know somebody that I could refer them to do to or, or whatever. And then here I am, Okay, it's the east side of Cleveland. I really don't know anybody out there, but you know what? I can I can look on Google and Pet Sitters International. Yeah, but so can the client, right? And I can say, hey, go to Pet Sitters International. But this, in 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 you know, retrospect, when huh. When leash time crashed <laughs> and, I, and I had to switch over in an emergency, that emergency situation with them, yeah. it switching over to precise pet care and just seeing the, the what it was able to do for for a small pet sitting company, I was like, okay, better better it's better is it the best probably not but it's better yeah and it was what you know that that oh i can put in my service area holy cow game changer yeah yeah you and know, you, sorry go ahead that's okay and you would think um you know for a, somebody who's a cat sitter a cat sitting company you know how many phone calls do you actually get but when you actually do the Google search, cat sitting people Google for cat sitter. They don't Google for pet sitter. They Google for cat sitter. And well, the SEO works. <laughs> it's another example of how this technology changes how we operate our business. Of now going, oh, here's an opportunity that I can have with this with this self selecting service area. Oh, what what are the what could I do now? How do I, how do I envision my onboarding process looking like now with this new piece of technology that I can put in here, and and kind of re envisioning what that process looks like. 
And and th- that that's where I think for a lot of um, cat sitters and pet sitters, we do this new technology thing, but sometimes I don't think we utilize it as as much as we could. There's more opportunity there to streamline things for the onboarding process, to streamline things for the reservation process, to streamline things for the confirmations back, to streamline all of that. Um, you know, that was one of the things that that when I started using, um, even when I started using Leash Time, I my clients were always allowed to update their own profiles. My clients were always allowed to do their own reservations. Um, you know, now with Precise Pet Care, you know, I can put into Precise Pet Care, I'm fully booked to this week. So I don't have to, you know, it's they're going to go in and they're going to try and make a last minute reservation. Now something comes up and says, I'm booked. Yeah. Now something comes up and says, nothing's available. Or this, all the, or this time slot is booked, but they'll say, oh, I can do this one. So instead of me making those phone calls back and forth to resolve that issue, the software is now helping me, is is resolving it for me. Yeah. And and you don't have that back and forth with the client. You're not having to sit there on the phone and going, nope, I can't do two. Nope, I can't do 230. Nope, I can't do 245. Nope, I can't. (laughs) You can just have it that, that I'm going to say this word and it's not really appropriate, but like almost this conflict resolution is taking place all in the background and you're completely oblivious to it. (laughs) And, and that, when that is all, when that, that happens in the background, now, when you make your weekly phone calls to clients who are leaving in three to five days, you know, and you're making those phone calls. You're not calling to make to for a, to to do a conflict resolution on their booking. Yeah. You're calling to say, "How's Fido doing? How's Fluffy doing?" How, and so that whole conversation now becomes one of relationship building versus oh my god i gotta fix all this stuff now that it's all changed because if the (laughs) only time and that's the advantage of letting to me or me that's the advantage of having my clients having access to the software to do what they need to do i mean we, we go to a doctor's office and what's the doctor's office do they hand you a clipboard with a bunch of papers on it, and you, every time you're filling this 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 thing out, and that it it's it's actually in many ways, I think it's the the feedback that I have gotten from new clients is is they they're they find it very professional mm. that they can you know they're they're going in and they make they make those updates, you know. Now, if they're going in and trying to make those updates and then they're messing up the profile, which I I think a lot of us, a lot of people are afraid of. Yeah. um, You know, that does happen on occasion. I won't lie. It does happen on occasion. (laughs) But I mean, it's actually 
if they do it from the very beginning of your onboarding process, they're not going to make a lot of mistakes going forward. They're already familiar with it. It's not like you're having to teach them how to use it. They're teaching themselves. A lot of pet owners don't know how to react when their beloved pet is facing a bout of anxiety, noise sensitivity, or depression. However, various studies have shown that animals react very positively when calming music is played for them. As a trusted pet sitter, have your clients check out the peaceful pet music Calm Music for Pets YouTube channel, where they can give their pet the best chance at relaxing while they're away. From peaceful melodies to soothing nature sounds, this YouTube channel is the go-to spot when your client's pet is anxious and you don't know where to turn. Complete with beautiful and vibrant animations, their videos will become your home for the tools needed to keep the client's pet in a state of peacefulness. Be sure to subscribe to Peaceful Pet Music, Calm Music for Pets on YouTube, and hit that bell so you never miss a moment of peace. And that's critical, right? That that's that also self-selects out to a different kind of, kind of client avatar. And it makes it such that when you do have those touch points with them, when you are on the phone with them, like you mentioned earlier, that's relationship. Because if all we ever do is call them when there's a problem or call, message them whenever there's an issue or an emergency, that, that I, I don't want people just – I don't want to know, oh, my phone's ringing. It's this one person. They only call me when bad things – when please things are burning down, right? That's That's never good. So instead to have this cheery like, hey – confirming you know, we're going to be here at this time that you that you selected very importantly you selected and we're looking forward to it anything change just i imagine i take a moment ever to, to like really think about how that changes the relationship with with you and and how your clients would perceive you if if that's how you are having that that touch point with them exactly and then you know it it is Utilizing the, the the pre-scripted responses in your software. So you're, you, when you're sending the confirmation out, I have a my 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 confirmation goes out with a very cute pre-scripted confirmation. <laughs> oh, you're you're leaving on such and such a date and you know, be sure, you know, be sure to you know, to do this, this, and this, and you know, get the feel away, plugins, you know, and all those little reminders. And you know, if you and it it you know and and tell whatever pet by name by name, <laughs> we'll see them on, you know, whatever the first, you know, for this round of visits. And if you really like this, the, this confirmation, make sure that you tape it up on your bulletin board. And <laughs> huh. So, I mean, it, it's just kind of a quirky, dumb thing, but it, it's, you know, there's times where, you know, it's, it's like I'll walk into a client's house and they'll be like, um, so, the radio is playing or the iPad is playing or the TV is playing and is playing relax my cat. And I'm like, I walk in, I'm like, Oh, okay. They actually read the confirmation and did it. <laughs> but I mean, it makes it, you know, it, it, it's again, it's still, 
it's still part of the relationship building process. Yeah. And that's what also will bring client. That's what keeps your clients loyal. Well, and it, it gets, it's using that, 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 uh, technology to its fullest, right? Cause you have that, that template that you're sending out in your email. Are you automatically pulling the pet name, client name from your software and throwing it into the template to send out to them? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. It's very nice. <laughs> it's very nice. It's very nice. <laughs> and this is because we, we struggle a lot of times of going, oh, I can't have technology in my business because it's going to be impersonal. It's not going to be a personal connection. And if I got a letter like that with the name of my pet, with recommendations for before they leave, directed addressed to me three days before I left, like how how much more personal do you want to get? Like it's <laughs> and still still have time in your day to do things. Like that's a that's a wonderful touch to provide, and it's using that to that stuff to its fullest to make sure that you 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 are having these really great building blocks of your relationship. Right, and and it's and it, it you know it's it's the technology you know is automatically doing it, but it's also. It's it's still I I still feel like it's part of me mm. because this is if I didn't have the technology this is what I would do and I just happen to have the technology that makes it happen so <laughs> I, I don't think we we're, we're not covering any of these questions yet. <laughs> we're, we're not Beth but. This is all gold. <laughs> I'm really, this is, and because I think what a lot of, I, I don't know, like the touching on the technology with the client and the technology in the, in our businesses, because you started off the very first thing that you mentioned was things have changed so fast and, and, and deeply make, make huge changes and advances. And what we, what the danger comes in is we start when we resist and we say, well, that's not what I want or that doesn't fit me instead of going, how would I use that? And having that curiosity enough to just step forward and go, what what could I do? What possibilities does that open up for my business? That it 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 actually stunts us in our ability to connect with more people and build even better relationships than we could have done 10 years ago, uh, even with all the phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think, you know, years ago when, when, you know, some of this technology came out, you know, I was very much, um, I probably could go through my, I could probably go through my Canva designs and look for it. But at some point, my business, I'm not a tech company. I'm I'm in the people and pet business and technology is my tool as opposed to being another app service or whatever. You know, I'm not a tech company. I but my my tech has to to my tech has to complement relationship building. I mean, I, we have that realization too when we talk about like, oh yeah, we do we do pet care, right? We do cat sitting visits. We'll do daily dog walks. We'll take care of your fish tank. Also, behind all of that is a wall of technology. There's so much tech. Like when we when we hire people, we bring them on board. I, I there's so much involved. It's like you there's this app, there's this, there's this resource, there's this. And then even with clients, it's like, okay, using the software, using the like it's it is amazing to realize 
how much of technology and that that we utilize and and while we're not a tech company i love how you said that it's our tool to complement the relationships like that when we focus it in that way it becomes really powerful in how we connect with people and provide that care here's what i'd like to end with um Beth, is when we talk about the use of our technology in our companies, um, how we can build that relationship with the pet parents, how we can run a company that we'd want to, at the end of the day, we're still going to be in a visit doing pet care. I would like to know from you about what are ways that, that we as sitters coming into homes, how can we make those visits more fear-free, more comfortable and relaxing and bond with the cat's that we're taking care of them. Because as you mentioned, it's yeah, the technology helps. It's a tool, but I I still have a relationship. I still have an animal, a pet that I have to care for. So help help us understand how we can go about making that visit the best possible with them. To make that visit the best possible possible as can I talk? <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> But to to make that visit the best possible, especially when you're walking into a household of cats, is to remember to walk in softly. Don't walk in talking on your cell phone. You know, most of us are going to be, you know, we walk around and we're talking on the cell phones, most likely on a speaker, speaker phone. And, or we've got the AirPods in and, and, and we don't realize when we're on the, on a, cell phone that oftentimes we are actually talking louder than we normally would. So don't walk into the house, you know, yammering away on the, on the, on the cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, don't walk in like you own the place. Um, cats are territorial. So, you know, walk in soft, recognize this is, this is their home. Okay. Um, don't, you know, it's, I did it today. I made a mistake today and, you know, I walked in and wasn't on my phone, got upstairs. Ginger was meowing, happy and everything and rolling around on the carpet, all happy to see me. And I did the wrong thing. I reached, I I stood over her. Don't do it. Don't stand over her, over, over a cat. Again, you know, they're both predator and prey. You stand, you standing over the cat, looming over the cat, just like you, when you, in same thing with the dog, you're looming over the dog. They don't like it. It triggers fear. You know, give them, give them the room that they need. And especially with the cat, you know, that, be sure, even if you know the cat and have visited a couple of times, is you know put your finger up and ask for to their nose and ask for that because that that's consent. Do I have your consent to pet you? And if you do, the cat's going to give you a big old cheek rub, <laughs> and and if not, the cat. We'll, we'll walk away. And if the cat walks away, don't go reaching for the cat because that you're, you're now triggering the fear response, you know, so start out that visit 
on the right paw and with the cats and come in soft. Don't stand over them if you can help it. I know sometimes they're going to be twirling between your legs, but that's not the same thing as looming over them. And, you know, get their consent to be petted. Not every cat is going, you know, there's those cats you're going to reach down and you're going to be like, they're going to be like, no, swat. And you didn't ask consent. Ask the consent. Start, you know, we say with dogs, put your, your, your hand down and out where they can sniff it. Well, with cats, just put that finger forward and wait. And if they want to pet, they will give you consent to be touched. It, it's a fantastic, I, I'm glad you have made the, the connection to the dog part because that's something that's almost, in, I'm going to say instinctual in us. I know it's not, it's just a learned behavior, but like that's, we all reach our hand down and, and see what that dog's going to do. We see how they're going to react or see what's going on. With cats, I think 95% of us just walk walk up and start pawing away at them and we don't get that. And And then all of a sudden that relationships is that's off to a bad start, right? We've, we've got the fear levels are up and we've got to try and recover from that. Yeah. yeah. And if you need to do anything further beyond with the cats, such as medications or whatever, you've already set the stage for that to be a little more difficult than maybe it did. Then maybe it needed to be. So if you come in and you come in soft and quiet and give that, Pat, the chance to give you consent that they trust you because they're coming from that prey location and there's a stranger in my house. So, you know, give give them that room, give them that time to make that decision. How how do we appropriately recover from that and and reset the stage? You know, if we come in, we do loom over them or we do reach out and they, they dart. Is there a way for us to, or how how do we go about, you know, fixing that relationship and and resetting that back to, you know, a a better position with them? In those cases, it would be, um, you know, go about, do what you need to do, the food, the water, picking the litter robot. See where they've, you know, if if they darted off and went under the bed, leave them there. But then go ahead and set up their environment, you know, set them up with music, set them up with, um, if the owners haven't done it, um, I've taken to carrying a feel-away plug-in, and I'll plug it in, in the living room or whatever. Mm -hmm. And and just set that environmental stage and then go ahead and leave or sit down on the sofa and see if maybe they will come back out for you. Um, some sitters will go ahead and sit sit down like on the bedroom floor. And if if the cat darted away from you at that beginning, at that because you made the mistake, they're probably not gonna come out. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, if you give them give them the room, they they may still you know oh they're they're playing music, kind of thing. Or your other option to recover from that would potentially to be use a wand toy, and see if they will come out to play, or to use um, the laser pointer, mm-hmm. 
to see if they will come out to play. And maybe, you know, that initial contact, they were, they were frightened. But, you know, where is that fear, anxiety, and stress level? You know, are they under the bed hissing at you? <laughs> or are they just under the bed waiting for you to leave? Mm-hmm. If they're under the bed waiting for you to leave, you might get away with tempting them out with play and treats, um, softer music. And just remembering that, that, you know, some people, some of us have s- slower movements and some people have those very fast jerky movements. If you, and that's just a personality thing. That's just who they are. And if you happen to be one of those people who is working with a cat where you've inadvertently didn't mean to frighten the cat and raise their stress level, consider thinking, okay, I need to take a deep breath, slow it down. And, you know, just, just give the cat time, which most, most pet sitters um, have a hard time doing that because all of a sudden they feel like I'm sitting here doing nothing. And well, actually you're sitting there doing something very important. You're, you're letting the cat know they're safe. And they can trust you. So relax. As as we often say with the dogs, your anxiety level goes down that leash. Your anxiety level about the cat, they can feel it. They can sense it. They can detect it. We all know that. <laughs> so if we can just, okay, I'm going to sit down and relax. You know, the, yeah, I wanted that 15-minute break today. Just just chill. Um, you know, if Fluffy decides to poke their nose around the corner, maybe have some few extra catty, kitty treats to toss their direction. You know, there's a, there's a number of things you can try. It all depends on the cat and what that fear, anxiety, and stress level is. At the end of the day, that's, it's focusing on them. Right. It's reading them and and knowing that we have there are appropriate and inappropriate things that we can do in that moment. And 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 being okay with at the end, you know, going, maybe I do this. Maybe the most appropriate thing I can do is sit here quietly for the next 15 minutes. And it's going to be aggravating. It's we're, it can be frustrating to us because we have so much to do. And I got oh, <laughs> and I'm angry that I messed up and I've got to do this thing. But knowing not only is it good for us to take that 15 minutes in our day and just yes. breathe, right? That's very nice, but also for that cat. And that that's, that's the best thing that we can do at that moment. Exactly. Is, is that you're, you're communicating to the cat that you're not, the, you're not the threat that the cat thinks you are. Beth, I really want to thank you for joining us on the show today and um, diving into the topic of, of tech and pet care and using it appropriately and also helping and being a guiding uh, force in pet parents and knowing that that's a responsibility that we get to take on. But at the end of the day, knowing that the pets are our purpose and our reason being there and the technologies should be there to highlight the care and foster those relationships. Um, this says I, yeah, I'm, I've absolutely loved our conversation, Beth. Uh, and uh, for those who want to get connected with you, um, pick your brain on other stuff or get your book, how best can they do that? Um, they can reach out to me um, at Beth at finicky.us. That's my, that's my email. 
or they can, of course, always hit, hit the website. There's a little chat bot there now that they can let me know. They can find me on Facebook at Liz Pasek. They want to connect with me personally on Facebook. And if they're really curious, they can always check out the very boring channel, Finicky Cat Channel, on YouTube. Oh, <laughs> where it's I'm great. Actually, where I'm actually um, trying, not very well, to, to do some videos and for both pet parents and over in the podcast on YouTube for Cat Sitter Corner. It's a lot of good resources there, and I'll have links to those in our show notes so people can get connected right to you with your website on YouTube uh, and your and your book as well, Understanding Cat Behavior, available on Amazon, uh, and they can read more about it on your website too. So, uh, Beth, I'm, I'm so glad we got to connect today uh, and dive into all this stuff and just kind of and, and pick away at it. So it's been a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to need to have you back on a lot sooner than uh, than three years because I got a lot more questions I need to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I apologize. I mean, I kind of took over that t- took over the interview here. <laughs> no, no. We went down a whole other road. <laughs> I I am here for it every step of the way. Believe me, I um no, it was it was very much needed to discuss. I can tell that you've been you've been thinking about that stuff and kind of how it impacts your business and and how you know the the con- not the corner that we're being backed into, but the kind of the opportunities that are there for us to take advantage of. I I could tell some of some of your rea- some of your reactions to what I was saying. You were kind of like, oh, never thought about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 and and you know, as a so, and, and especially for those of us that are solo sitters, you use use your tech, but keep it friendly, keep it connected. How do you see yourself using technology to better care for your clients and serve their pets in the years to come? Everything from educating on the proper utilization of those technologies as liturgies, uh, water fountains, and automatic feeders, or who knows what else is coming down the line, to implementing them in your own business as a way to heighten the level and quality of care that you can give. That takes creativity and intentionality. We want to thank today's sponsors, Time to Pet, and the Peaceful Pet Music, Call Music for Pets YouTube channel. And we really want to thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a a wonderful rest of your week, and we'll be back again soon. (laughs) 